return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Okay, welcome back, guys, to another episode of your favorite podcast. <laughs> the East Coast alum. It has to be your favorite podcast. Pack- if it's not, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. Yeah. We have connections. We do. So yeah, watch you out. you want to know. <laughs> but welcome back to our show, the best show on the market. Yes, welcome back. We took a, yes. we took a little break for Easter. We did. Was good. We How did. was your Easter, Tucker? Did you do anything special to oh, celebrate over in Sweden? I got... I got blessed by the Pope. I was in Italy. Wait, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah, the good old Popo oh, blessed yeah. me and a hundred thousand other people that were at the Vatican. But you know, he probably saw me somewhere out there in the crowd. That's kind of cool. It's a cool thing yeah. to say. Like, yeah, I was blessed by the Pope for Easter one year. Yeah. What about you? I, I just. I had, Were you alone in your house? <laughs> I had a meal with my family, which doesn't sound <laughs> as impressive nice. right now because <laughs> you got to see the Pope in Vatican City. Uh, you know. Anyways, anyways, uh, anyways. Okay, so yeah, Easter was good. Ba-dum-tsh. It was a good time, but we're back and we're we're ready to we for another episode. We thought that it would be fun. So if you're you are a longtime listener of the show, which of course you are because you're a big fan because we're the best show mm-hmm. on the air right and now. That's why you're still alive. Exactly. We are nurturing your soul and giving you the will to live in a world that would otherwise seek to take that will away. You that's come right. to us begging for a reason to carry on for another two weeks. Well, fear not. We are here. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so if you if you listen to our, I don't even know what episode it was, but we did an episode about no. going to the movies and we talk about a bunch of movies, movies that we like. So we thought it'd be fun mm-hmm. to do that, but with TV shows to give you guys uh-huh. some TV shows to wow, watch. great idea, Josh. I know, it's so original of us, right? To yeah. <laughs> just uh, switch. It's like a recycling of episode eight or whatever it was. Right, right. <laughs> but very different because <laughs> you guys waited to- a whole month for this. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh boy, man. I can't wait. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. Come on, bear with us. Come on. Yeah, it'll you're be gonna good. learn about some TV shows that you can watch now. Yes. You know, we're gonna give you. We're gonna give you the scoop. This is like IMDb, but, but much more entertaining. And it's it's JWTH. And probably more subjective, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit. This would be fun. But let's be honest. We both have excellent taste in <laughs> cinema. Where else would you go, honestly? I don't know. I, you came to the right show. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Speaking of All shows, right, well, let's begin. Nice segue. <laughs> hey. So. We've nailed that by episode 16. Our first question that we have, Tucker. Favorite yeah. nostalgic TV show? I'll let you go first. Oh. You know, I instantly think of my kids' shows. Like, not my kids, but, you know, <laughs> <Right>. like... <laughs> When I was a kid, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Need some help from you now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Did you ever watch What's New Scooby Doo? <laughs> Is that the newer ones? It's not. It's not super new. I think it came out What's in the new? early two thousands. It's like What's oh. New Scooby Doo coming after you. Yes, yeah, that one. Yes, it was like the punk version. Yeah, for the theme song. I love that yeah, one. Yeah, I like those. That was a good one. I, you know, what I really liked were the movies. Do you remember the Scooby Doo movies? Yes, yeah, 
the and cyber the, the chase animated ones. ones and the real ones. Yeah, the real ones. Those are kind of like yeah. cult classics now. <laughs> yeah, which are both Dude, on Netflix. Fun. So go watch them. Yeah, the Cyber Chase. Oh, really? They're on. The, oh, heck yeah. The live action are. There we go. Yeah, I'm gonna go Scooby Doo. All right, what about you, Josh? Best nostalgic show. So Scooby Doo is a really good one, but I think for me, I'm going to have to go with SpongeBob. Oh, uh huh. Just because. Yes. I remember growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch it for the longest time. And so I lived in a cul-de-sac mm. and my best friend lived in the house next to us and he was allowed to watch it. And so mm. I would always sneak over as like a five or six year old and go watch mm. SpongeBob with him <laughs> <laughs> because I would, I was only allowed to watch it with him. And, uh, even just watching, I actually just bought the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, the, the mm-hmm. original movie, the one where they go to the Shell city. Yes. And I just watched that with Fantastic. my little brother like a week ago. Uh. And it's Man. still really good. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I really enjoyed I it. Watch still. That again. Yeah, you definitely should. It's yeah, really good. So I would yeah, definitely say SpongeBob. That was a big part of growing up, I think. And yeah. If you guys have not watched SpongeBob, do it. I started watching SpongeBob when I was 17 and I don't regret it. <laughs> so do it. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Show with the best ending. What are your thoughts? I hope you don't take mine, but I have a feeling that you might. Show with the best ending. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I know what you're thinking, and there, there, <laughs> there really is no better ending than what you're gonna say. All right. Say it. No, say it. Just say it. Because well, I, I know. I'm actually really happy that you're gonna say it. Okay, too. we can agree on this one. I'm like you? a, I'm like a girl. Like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say, say it. it. No, don't, don't say, say it. it. Stop. Okay. Without a doubt, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh yes. <laughs> best oh. ending i know we've talked about this so much on this show tucker but honestly that show it's just on a whole nother level so from start to good. finish it's just if you guys have not started watching it by the time you're on this episode of the west coast alums i don't know what you, are you guys even listening what are you, yeah what are you even doing yeah. with your lives what are you even doing <laughs> do it you you will not regret watching avatar the last airbender not at all the show yes the show not the blue people not the, the animated weird show live action from the early 2000s yes by michael and brian and it's, it doesn't count as anime i'm just gonna it does put it out there so it's if very you, if you, if you're like i'm uh, yeah <laughs> it's like me i don't like anime i i don't ever want to watch anime i don't get it i don't like it not bashing on anime i'm bashing on anime a little bit but yeah okay never mind <laughs> but avatar is not like that <laughs> Avatar is, it's like it's a cartoon. Not. It's not really even anime, though there are some elements. But yeah, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. What would be an honorary mention to the show with the best ending? I'm, I'm going to add a little caveat in here. Okay. Because Ooh. there are a lot of shows I think of that I would say have good endings. However, mm-hmm. almost all of those shows, I think, ran like three or four seasons too long. Ooh. right like the office i think has a pretty good ending like the final episode i think is really good really well done but i think it ran too long after michael left i think mm. they should have just called it you know at season six or seven mm. or whatever so i would say probably for me um i think that the good place good place okay i really love that show if you guys haven't seen it it's really funny it's really good it's really original but the ending, I'm not going to say you'll be happy with it, but it's a good ending. Like, it wraps everything up mm. super nicely, super neatly. You probably won't love it. You're not going to hate it, but you'll be like, wow, 
Like this is the way that this story had to end. And it's only four seasons. This is the way. This is the way. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I would say that would be an honorary. There are a bunch of other shows that I could think of, but I'm trying to think more obscure, yeah. maybe that people haven't seen. Yeah. So you got me intrigued. Yeah. But anyways, okay, on to the next question. So we just said what we think is the best ending. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, Tucker, I want to know Ooh. what is your a show that you can think of with the worst ending? A show with the worst ending. To be honest, I haven't seen many shows to the end. Okay. Captain America and Falcon. <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, thank you. There's no <laughs> Captain America anymore, Tucker. He's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, there was a different show. Okay, not the... Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to go with... I'm not even going to go with that because I just feel like the whole show was mediocre. So it wasn't like the worst ending. It's just... It's just, yeah. Yeah. Not, not very notable. But Wanda... Wanda, I felt like, wasn't a great ending. Mm-hmm. It just it had a lot of potential in this show. And they just did like that classic, you know, oh, she's going to fix it all. And it was just, it was so expected. Like nothing unexpected happened. Mm-hmm. It all got resolved for the most part. I don't know. Like your cookie cutter Marvel story. Yeah. I just, it felt like it wasn't a cookie cutter Marvel, Marvel show. Or mm. I should say Disney show. Right. Disney Marvel. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but then like the ending the ending brought it back to like, oh yeah, this is Disney. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause it started out really interesting with the different yeah. time periods and TV shows, and then it just kind of after those first few episodes, you're like, Oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. 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 It was kind of a letdown. Yeah, not I, the worst ending. I I just right. I just, but I expectation know. versus what you got maybe, because you expected yeah. a lot more, and so when you didn't get it, it it felt like more of a letdown. Totally. Yeah, I get that. I'd say that. Yeah. All right. What about for you? My biggest one is for sure Game of Thrones. I think that mm-hmm. had the worst ending. Now, to my brothers and sisters in Christ out there, if you're gonna watch it, watch it filtered. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say. Mm. There's a lot of stigma about the show. It is an incredible show. It's probably one of my favorite shows of all time. At least in wow. the beginning and middle. At the end, it kind of went off the rails a little bit, but incredible. But definitely watch a filter because it's not a wholesome show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the ending was just a big letdown because that was a show that wasn't afraid to kill characters and do drastic things. And you you didn't really ever know what to expect because it kind of redefined what was expected in tv shows you know usually in a tv show you think okay these characters are safe this is kind of what's going to happen game of thrones was like no we're gonna like this main character boom he's dead season one and you're like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and then Mm -hmm. season eight it just yeah it just really fell short they didn't follow through on a lot of the character arcs and it just seemed like the most safe middle passage that they could have taken you know nothing great happened nothing Mm -hmm. bad happened which just really wasn't what the show was and of course you know that's because they you know, kind of got ahead of the books and there weren't, there wasn't any source material. So I get it. And, you know, there's a lot of other reasons, but yeah. Anyways, so moving on. Next question. What do we got? Unexpectedly good show. Have you seen The Wheel of Time? No, I haven't. No. So the first three, maybe two, at least two episodes, I despise them. It's so boring. Really? It's so cheesy. Just, I was like, ugh. But honestly, it got better. 
it was kind of a fun show to watch. I would, I'm not sure how good of a show I'd say. Would I watch it again? Yeah, probably. I would watch it with friends. But it turned out, yeah, it turned out kind of interesting. Okay. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'm, I'm waiting for season two, and I'll probably, I'll probably watch it with the friends I watched it with. But it wasn't unexpectedly, because especially after the first episode, I was like, dude, this, this show sucks. Right, right. It was like so cheesy, but then I was like, oh, it actually turned out pretty good. So Nice, nice. As far as unexpectedly good shows, I would have to say The Mandalorian. Ooh. Because I've ranted about this so many times. I won't go into it again, yeah. guys. I promise. You know that <laughs> Disney Star Wars has been a big letdown for me. Mm. And I think... When did Mando come out? It came out... Did it come out after The Rise of Skywalker? I think it was after all of the sequels had come out. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, we just finished up that nightmare, right? Yeah. And yeah. and then you got wind that Disney was going to try it at Star Wars TV show about the Mandalorians, no less, which are very near and dear to Star Wars mm. fans' hearts going all the way back to the Knights of the Old Republic games. So mm-hmm. I was skeptical, to say the least. But that first episode, when you that ending shot where you just see Mando standing over Grogu's little like floating pod, and then, mm. I, don't, I don't know, I think they did a really good job with these characters that are new to the Star Wars universe. I think that they've mm-hmm. done really well with it. Um, mm. And pretty much all the way through, I mean, yeah, season two has some filler episodes, whatever. I think that mm-hmm. the story that they're starting to tell with Mando is really promising. And obviously, Boba was a little bit of a letdown for me because it wasn't really about Boba. But even getting to see more of Mando in the Boba Fett show was really cool and getting more Mm -hmm. of what's going on with Luke and Grogu. And I'm sure some of that has to do with the fact, you know, with season three of Mando, you know, and not having Gina anymore and trying to like shoehorn stories together. But I, I really enjoyed season one of Mando. That is the one show in a long time. I think that and stranger things are the two shows where I like really anticipate what's next, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was that like, what was your experience with, with Mando? Cause I know you probably weren't as offended by the sequels as I was. I was disappointed, but I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I probably wouldn't say offended. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was disappointed as, as a fan, like purely as a fan. Right. And so when Mando came out, I was also skeptical, but I was kind of late to the party. So I already heard a lot of great things about the show. Okay. So I think I was expecting it to be good. Gotcha. And then I saw it and I was like, wow, this is actually a really great show. Thank you. Uh, Frick, what's his name? John Favreau. Dude, I'm, and I, yes, yes, thank guys. you. Yeah. Yes, thank you for redeeming thank you. a part of Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good answer. All right, Guilty Pleasure Show. What? So let's define this really quick. Yes. Guilty Pleasure meaning something that you like, but you're maybe a little embarrassed to share. Right. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Does ASMR count? Uh, sure. <laughs> what? No, I don't. This is us being vulnerable no. with you guys. Yeah, We're okay, guys, don't make fun of it or blackmail about, us. About our guilty pleasures. Yeah. I will not be saying an anime. Don't worry. And then, uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Although, okay, the only anime that I would maybe watch would be Cowboy Bebop because... Oh, I did watch a little bit of that. 
just because it was such an inspiration for avatar Mm, yep that's exactly why i watched (laughs) i'm like kind of curious see the origins anyway guilty pleasure have you have you seen the boys yes that's a really good show (laughs) (laughs) don't feel guilty about that that's a good show uh it's just it's not the most wholesome yeah it's not Uh, but i mean there's not a ton of sex stuff and it's really easy to skip over it honestly right it's just a lot of violence yeah but that's a fun that's a fun show (laughs) yeah that was Yeah. yeah definitely subverted your expectations yeah. In the same way, like I imagine Invincible, I would say those are about the same. Okay. Of you go in thinking one nice. thing and then you get it completely turned around. What about for you? What's your what's your guilty pleasure show? My guilty pleasure show. So this show comes and goes for me. I will not watch it for like a year or two at a time, and then I'll just I'll see a clip on Instagram or something. Hannah Montana. No. <laughs> no. No, Tucker. No. I know me and Miley have a past. Okay, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't I don't watch Hannah Montana. Yeah. Although I used to yeah. with my sister growing up. <laughs> Disney Channel, baby. Yes, sir. No, yeah. but so, okay. My guilty pleasure. I think you might know this. I don't know if you know it's a guilty pleasure, but I would say Family Guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> Family Guy. That's a, It's a funny show. It's like one of those shows you just turn your brain off and watch. Wait, I don't have a wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I introduced. Uh, I don't know if I introduced, but I watched some yeah, episodes with did. you. Nice, and with uh, yeah. Brandon, he came up and we watched a couple episodes. But nice. Also, their Star Wars episodes are hilarious. So definitely, really? yeah, they did. They did like okay. a shot-for-shot remake with their characters of the like each of the original movies. Dang, and they're funny. So. Okay, I gotta check it out. Yeah, definitely do it. But yeah, I would say <laughs> I don't. I don't like people knowing that I every now and then will partake. Of <laughs> you heathen! I know, I know. But anyways, <laughs> the biggest, baddest question of them all, most mm. born one, Tucker. Okay, let's say that we can't reuse answers though. Dang it! Dang it! Because you knew exactly what would. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all time. Would we both say Avatar? I don't know. I would say Avatar. I don't know. That's tough. I have a few shows that I put up there. Okay. You can't reuse any answers. How about that? So we'll just okay, put on the record. That. Avatar would probably be the answer. <laughs> but all-time favorite show. What do you got? Since I can't use Avatar last time, I wonder. Band of Brothers. I'm a sucker for World War II. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best World War II show movie whatever you want to call it entertainment out there i think that it's like right above saving private ryan definitely gotta watch it yeah i do especially as an american i feel like it's right (laughs) you're right patriotism yeah it's right man i don't know i feel like i've said a lot of my favorite shows a lot maybe okay the one that that we haven't mentioned that i would throw in there would be the office Mm. And I know I'm going to sound like mm. a basic <laughs> a basic white girl or whatever. Like, I just love The Office for its rewatchability. And Michael is one of the best characters on TV. There's no way around yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's tough, though. Like I said, I would put, like, Avatar and Game of Thrones up there, though. Those would probably mm. be above The Office, maybe. But we've already said them. Yeah. So maybe, like, if we add a question, what's one show that you would recommend to somebody? I would still pick Avatar. (laughs) 
<laughs> one that you can't can't reuse. So something something okay. completely different. Okay. I would say Chuck. I feel like a lot okay. of people don't know what Chuck is. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. So basically, it's a spy show. It's a spy comedy starring Zachary Levi, who was made for that role. But basically, mm. it's about this nerd or geek. I don't know. And he <laughs> gets all these government secrets downloaded into his head. And I'm just telling you what happens in the first episode. So it's not like a big spoiler. Mm. But he gets all these government secrets downloaded into his head. And then he gets these handlers that now have to watch over him. And then he kind of helps them with missions because he has all this intel. And it's really funny because he's like this mm. single kind of nerdy guy. Doesn't really have a future. He's kind of working at this like uh, buy more store, which is basically a Best Buy. Um uh, but he gets like this super attractive CIA handler named Sarah and he has a crush on her and their their cover is that they're dating and obviously that adds a lot of complications. But it's a really, really good show. It's only five seasons. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend watching it. I don't know if you can find it anywhere though because it used to be on Prime, really? but I think I looked and it's not there anymore. But yeah. Well, I don't know. What what would be one that you would recommend aside from I like Last Airbender? I got to check out Chuck. I, you, you told me about Chuck for a while now. Mm-hmm. So I got to check that out. I would probably, like, honestly, I would, I think I would recommend The Chosen to anyone. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's amazing to see the life of Jesus. And I'm, I'm a big movie guy. Mm. I, I love, I love seeing things on screen. I'm a big visual guy. Mm. So seeing the life of Jesus on screen, it just penetrates my soul. Ask So the passion has been yeah. like a staple in Christian movie patronage for years, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, most most believers that I know will watch that around Easter, you know, as like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. moment of remembrance or whatever. So I guess mm-hmm. how would The Chosen stack up to that in mm. like its storytelling ability? Because like most believers I know now have watched The Chosen and they recommend it. And it seems like to me that that is becoming sort of the new passion. I think The Chosen is interesting because it shows a perspective that's not often portrayed mm. in media. And even, I want to be careful of this, like even in the Bible, the whole premise of The Chosen is the chosen, those that were chosen by Jesus. So it shows it shows a lot of the story from the disciples' perspectives. Okay. So a lot of like stories I've seen about Jesus on in media, it's from Jesus' perspective, which is great, just like the Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. This is really interesting because it it shows the humanity of the disciples, and I think a lot of the point of the show is like we're also the chosen. Like Jesus wants you to follow him. You know, look at Peter, who was this fisherman. Oh, this is what it looked like. This is where he was when Jesus called him. Oh, that's that's actually kind of similar to where I'm at, you know, right. you know things like that. Um, where and again, I want, what I meant by maybe not in the Bible is that it like takes these stories and goes taking in the historical accounts that probably would have been accurate at the time. They dive into the characters, so like they add things that aren't in the Bible, but probably are probably probably were true of these characters right based on the time and location so you can kind of see that and the bible actually comes more to life i think because hmm. you see some of these accounts um that fit in with this historical account of the bible yeah that's really interesting too because i feel like a lot of just just talking about what's coming out in our current culture in terms of media shows like the chosen 
um, mm-hmm. where you do, in a sense, have to take creative liberties to to adapt a story to the screen, right? And so you have a mm-hmm. show like The Chosen that seems to be doing that really well and to have a really good understanding of these characters. And in part, I'm sure mm-hmm. that's because you know, people who are working on set are believers. And so these, these characters are more than just characters, right? They're, yeah. uh, well, first of all, they're real people in history, but it's also sacred to Christianity, right? And so there's mm-hmm. more care uh, taken there. And so, you know, you compare that to, like for me, what comes to mind is what Amazon is doing to the Lord of the Rings show. I don't know if you know a whole lot about that, but I mean, a little bit. the creative liberties that they're taking, is it's from a deconstructionist perspective. Mm-hmm. So they're taking, in the trailer that came out, you have Galadriel, right, who's now some warrior princess fighting orcs type thing, which is not who her character is. And so the creative liberties that they're taking over at Amazon yeah. are to push their own agenda, their own narrative, and to, um, you know, basically make a character that they want at the cost mm-hmm. of the character that exists. Whereas in a show mm-hmm. like The Chosen, from what you're saying, like, I haven't seen the show, but from what you're telling me, it sounds like they are trying to stay true to the character and developing off of what, you know, is in the Bible and what is given in the source. And I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's an important distinction to make, especially with, you know, a lot of the stuff that's coming out today, whether it's Star Wars or Marvel or Lord of the Rings, you know, yeah. Um, where there's just a lot of it seems like there's a <laughs> there's like a movement to forget the past and to disrespect what once mm-hmm. was and to make something new, right? And that's mm-hmm. not that's not what people want. Like people yeah, cherish these characters and thank thank goodness a show like The Chosen, you know, has people who are you know, are believers working on the set and they want to you know, like it is sacred to them. And so they want to keep yeah. these characters true to who they were because that's vital to the story that they're telling. That's just mm-hmm. a little side note that I had. But anyways, that's good. Yeah, I do need to yeah. watch it. I need to watch it. It's been recommended to me countless times and I, st- I haven't seen it yet. Well, there you go. Let me know your thoughts. Yeah. If you do. I'll watch the shows Let and the people you know. can watch Chuck. <laughs> nice. And we'll share on the Weeska Slums. That's right. That's right. So hot take. I was on. Uh, I was playing a game with my buddy the other day, Sam, who has asked a question in our question episode. Lives up in Minnesota, uh-huh. and he yeah. told me that he thinks Brooklyn Nine Nine is better than The Office. And so Ooh. that's that's my hot, that's my hot take. Now, first, have you seen both Ooh. of those shows? I've seen episodes from both shows. I have not seen either one in entirety, and I am more familiar with The Office. Okay, that that's my hot take. What do you think? What do you think? Is is Brooklyn Nine Nine better than The Office? Because I've seen both shows, but I want to hear what you think. I feel like I'm not in a position to answer this, but I can tell you from what people that are much more experienced in both of those shows have told me. <laughs> I've I've never heard this before. I've never heard this hot take. This is this is new to me. The Office feels like the Lord of the Rings of comedies, <laughs> right? It's comedy TV shows. Yeah, like the classic Grandpa of tv shows right of comedy tv shows like this is how you're doing this is how you do it but no one can replicate it it's the standard it's the standard of tv shows uh, brooklyn 99 would probably be like the dune of tv shows of comedy tv shows that's a really good way to put it actually yeah so it's it's after lord of the rings mm-hmm. it sets it can be a standard but it's hard for me it's hard to like, I would just never put Dune in the same category Lord of the Rings. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think they should be. I think Lord of the Rings is superior in most categories. They're just a little too different. And Lord of the Rings is like the grandpa of Dune. You know, it started the fantasy genre. I think the same way with The Office and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't think they can quite be compared. Like, I could see Parks and Rec and The Office being compared. Mm-hmm. They're like in that same genre. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I would say The or Office Around the same time, too. Yeah. If you did have to compare Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Office, I would still put Office above it. Okay. It's like the generation before. Does that make sense? I yeah, I really like how you put that. Yeah, because I would, I have seen both of them all the way through, and I would say they're both really good shows. But I would for sure put The Office above. But that's a really good point for for me. I would compare Dune to Star Wars, right? Where mm. Star Wars came like The Office and really rejuvenated, revolutionized, and and remodeled the whole genre, in the way that The Office mm-hmm. made like. A comedy especially the mockumentary style of filming mm-hmm. they made that mm-hmm. a genre right like the office is the yeah. reason and it's kind of like you can say brooklyn 99 is really good like dune is really good but it didn't revolutionize anything so yeah i like i like how you put that because i think that i would agree with that that makes sense to me so sam mm-hmm. you can write in an email if you're listening you can yes <laughs> you can tell us yes tell off. us your thoughts because <laughs> sam thinks that brooklyn 99 <laughs> is better that's what we were Send talking about. Send an audio message. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll put it on the podcast. We'll play it next episode, yeah. <laughs> it's just him bashing us for 30 minutes. Right. You guys suck. <laughs> okay. Hot take. TV show related. I was actually one of my... I was going to say The Legend Core is actually a great TV show. Is that your hot take? Yeah. Would you agree? I don't know if I would say great. <laughs> okay. Well, let me define great. I would say four okay. out of five stars. That's so tough because it has, I think that it has four out of five star seasons, but the show as a whole, I don't think it's maybe like a 3.8 in my mind. That seems okay. Which is close. I know that's such a small difference, but it seems it just, it doesn't deserve a four. I don't think (laughs) like season one is really great. Yeah. Season two is all right. Season two is okay. I like season three. I think in the order for me, it's one, three, Mm -hmm. two, four, just because four kind of fell off at the end. I would put four above two. They're they're kind of interchangeable, I would say. But I would do one, three. Dude, actually, ooh, okay, maybe here's a hot take. Okay. Season three is, of course, better than season one. No. <laughs> Not at all. No, 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 no. Okay, I love Zaheer. He's a really, really good bad guy. Uh-huh. And introducing characters like Kai, I I think he's a fun character, but... I season one was just it's a lot more rooted in mm. the last airbender right with the blood mm-hmm. bending and kind of getting flashbacks into when republic city was started and ang trying to deal with that also i just think it tells a really good complete story right and mm. there's not this you know it's like between cora and mako it's still interesting i think by season three for me it was kind of like eh, all right and i think at that point they had broken up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I like season one. I think Amon, that's his name, right? Amon. Yeah, that was a good villain. He's a really good villain. And the way they built him up, like you didn't know who he was. Like, yeah. is he a bender? Is he a chi blocker? What is he? How can you yeah, take away yeah. bender's abilities to, you know, like bend? That was really unique and cool, I think. 
So yeah, fun fact that the producers or the directors of Avatar, Nickelodeon only contracted them for one season of Korra. Did you know that? So that's why oh. they made. Well, that's why season one feels so complete by itself. Right, and it's the best of Korra. One. And we could, you could be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a, uh, here's a hot take for you, Tucker. We'll finish what you're saying. Okay. I have another one. No, that's, that was pretty much it. Just that they were contracted for one season, but then people loved it, or they at least liked it. So then they were given another two more seasons. Which that explains, though, why each season is a standalone. And that's one of the things that bothers me about Korra is that, like, the seasons are... You know, it's like each one has their own bad guy, has their own arc from start to finish of core growing, bad guy coming up, bad guy gets defeated, done. Yeah. And it's like a clean end each season. Whereas yeah. Last Airbender, book one builds on to book two, which builds on to book three. And it's this big climax resolution that feels so good because you've spent so yeah. much time getting there. Yeah. Which we've talked about before. But okay, hot take. The Legend of Korra has a better soundtrack than The Last Airbender. Oh, now wow. let me let me let me say <laughs> I need to explain myself. Okay, uh-huh. Avatar: The Last Airbender has better standalone tracks. Like I think of Peace okay. and The Last Agni Kai. I think those are better than any standalone from Korra. But as a okay. whole soundtrack for the entire series, I think that The Legend of Korra has more standout tracks throughout the whole show than The Last Airbender. What are your thoughts? But I think even just the standalone tracks in The Last Airbender make it that good of a soundtrack. That it's better than or all if of Korra. I, yeah, if I was gonna, ha- if I had to buy one CD mm-hmm. of either The Legend of Korra or Avatar: Last Airbender, I would pick The Last Airbender still. Okay. Even if it's just for those singles, as as you say, if that right, makes sense, right. like Peace or Agni Kai, those tracks. Mm-hmm. I would agree that. As a whole, The Legend of Korra seems more fluid, and each okay. of those, a lot of those songs have elements of previous songs, which makes it really sweet, actually, as you listen to the whole soundtrack. Yes, yeah. I've noticed. And so it is great for studying, it's great for ambiance. But man, those some of those tracks in the last end moment are just capture emotions mm. that can't be captured in other soundtracks, or at least aren't for me. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think what you pointed out is as the the cohesiveness of Korra and I think that's mm-hmm. maybe why I would maybe lean a little bit towards Korra is because the sonic through line throughout the series mm. just becomes more emotional and more impactful as you continue on right because the same themes mm-hmm. play during emotional moments and so by the time you get to season three and four something emotional happens and you already have mm-hmm. this built up like emotional reservoir of memories from connecting from season one two three four and it's like this song now symbolizes so much more to me that being said if i had to pick one like you said if i had to pick a cd to buy i don't know i would maybe still pick last airbender just for those singles Mm. but i i I think i would say that a soundtrack as a whole cora i think is better because it's more sonically cohesive Mm. Anyways, a little hot take. Man, <laughs> hot take. Let me tell you. We also sound like such nerds right now. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. The Debating audience already the... knows that. <laughs> That's true. No need to pretend. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening to yep. us rant about TV shows for the last hour. Yes. But, uh... <laughs> yes, we appreciate you all. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.